this is Jackie Joseph. I'm from the Little Shop of Horrors. I'm Miss Audrey. And uh, I want to tell you that you are listening to Saturday Matinee Theater. You lucky dogs. It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to episode 36 of Saturday Matinee Theater, brought to you by your friends at the Longbox Crusade. We're back on Planet Mongo in our recording studio set up just outside Emperor Ming's throne room. I am your host, Jared Albrecht, the yard sale artist. And joining me is a little different today. We have no Zarkov. We have no Pat Sampson, no DJ Cristados. He is out and about. We are also down one of the ugliest Dale Ardens you've ever seen, which is my brother Jason the Weasel Skull Albrecht. They're both gone. Goodness. I know. What the heck's going on here? Some sort of a raid was bad. I don't know how Jason got involved, but they're all gone. So who do I have with me? I've got, well, I've got the Emperor himself. I have Delvin the Dark Web Williams. How do you do, Your Excellency? I'm pretty good. And for some reason, uh, I got a package from Weasel Skull and I opened it because I'm the Emperor. I do what I want. There's a Dale Arden doll with a string. Like, should I pull it? Yeah. Should I pull it? All right. Sure. All right. All right. All right. Here goes. Flash. <laughs> Are you certain that that's a Dale Arden doll without a Mary Jane doll? Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. All right, let, me, let me try, let me try it one more time. I'll pull. It's a Mary Jane. <laughs> it's Dale Arden. See, folks, we don't leave you hanging. We still give you the good stuff. <laughs> oh boy, if this is the good stuff. <laughs> and you've heard him in the background a little bit already. We have. Off the bench, our number one stunner, our relief pitcher, who comes in to close out the games when the game is on the line. It's Dave Collins, old Ben, Battle Wagon himself. Man. Welcome back to the show. Welcome back. to. You've been to Planet Mongo before. I have been to Planet Mongo. Your visa is of, stamped. Yeah, man. <laughs> I brought more pants this time, and I'm telling you, it's a little peak, a little something to come. Mm-hmm. Their pants are going to come into play in this episode. It's oh. going to be a big part. It's oh. going to be a big part of this episode. Oh, my. I'm going to go ahead and put that out there. The timing couldn't have been better for old Ben and his pants emporium. Yes, sir. <laughs> you still doing business with Cristados on the side? or You know, I can't really talk about that. I, I <laughs> okay, mean, there's, the firm, there's yes. a lot of intricacies <laughs> that go there. And, you know, I hear there's a Rico case coming up. And I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to distance. Yourself. I was really trying to distance myself from that whole situation. But the pants have got to get here. That's all I'm saying. The pants have got to get here. Well, without Pat here, I guess I have to uh, rely on one of you two to play the role of Pat and tell everybody what the show is all about. So, uh, who's in the mood? Sure, got the proper voice for it. All right. Well, Jared, I'm glad you asked. Perfect. <laughs> Saturday Matinee Theater is a retro review show brought to you by The Long Box Crusade, where we will be taking you back to the past with some potentially overlooked retro awesomeness in the realm of television, movie serials, or films. Basically, if it's vintage and it's kind of forgotten, we're going to dig it up. On this episode, we'll continue our dive into 1936 Flash Gordon serial, Space Soldiers. <laughs> 1936's Flash Gordon serial was produced by Henry McRae. It starred Buster Crabbe as Flash Gordon, Gene Rogers as Dale Arden, Charles Middleton as Emperor Ming, Priscilla Lawson as Princess Aura, and Frank Shannon as Professor Zarkov. So grab your ray gun, fire up the rockets, and blast off to adventure. 
But watch out for that gorilla, dude. Well, I guess with Pat not here to do the electronica music, it's up to me. So uh, I'll do my best to play some electronica music for everyone at this point. <laughs> I can't wait. I hope it's as good as your violin. And away we go. So uh, there you go, boys. Not too shabby, eh? Woo! Yeah, like I said, that's on par with your violin playing for sure. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Well, the, you know what? You have a day job, right? Mm, I do. Sweet. Um, <laughs> hold on to that. <laughs> and maybe, and, and maybe work the day job uh-huh. and, and yes. keep, maybe add a little more time to your your side job too maybe you know spend a little more time there too okay thank you for the words of encouragement (laughs) yes (laughs) now ben you've been on before and uh what have you played for us in the past the electric guitar i've played the violin the board bars what are you gonna play tonight i really like going to the beach and the the whole island vibe so i've been working on my steel drums oh steel drums yeah (laughs) i'm working on getting some dreads because um, <laughs> I, you know, I think that eventually I'm going to kind of retire and move down to maybe Jamaica, man, and I'm going to stay on the beach and I'm going to play those drums, man. That's so, very Irie. Yeah. So Irie, man. I just got to do a little something up here. I, mean, I, I don't know if you can tell, but I'm working on it. It's getting there. It, it is, dude. Do a few more years, you got it. It's definitely. I know there's podcast listeners that can't see, but he's got a good eighth of an inch of hair growing up. <laughs> I mean, it, I, but I started off at like a third. I mean, it was, <laughs> like, I mean, it's, I'm, I'm growing. What's going on? You know, right. see, I know most people that have those beautiful long dreads. I know they work on them like their whole life, but I'm an overachiever. Mm-hmm. So I feel sure that mm-hmm. I can get it done six, eight months. Top. All right. Well, let's hear some steel drums, man. Play them. Marcy, that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel like I should break out some tarot cards real quick. Oh, oh. You're going to be a star, Dave. You're going to be a star. Thank you. Get your bumba reading. Thank you. Thank you. Part part of my inspiration was the soundtrack to Commando. Just FYI. Oh, yeah. I know, though. Part of my inspiration. I am with you. Well, Delvin. And with that, you know, I got you, man. I got you. You don't even have to ask. (laughs) 
Chapter eight was titled Tournament of Death. The director was Frederick Stefani with writers Frederick Stefani, Ella O'Neill, George Plimpton, and Basil Dickey. With guest stars, James Pierce as Prince Dunn, Richard Alexander as Prince Baron, Jack Lipson as King Voltan. As a reminder, all 13 episodes are available on YouTube. We highly encourage you to watch this episode before proceeding with this podcast because not only is it just more fun that way, but Jared is about to give a synopsis about this episode and then we're going to discuss it. So there are probably some spoilers heading your way. So again, if you haven't watched this episode, we recommend you pause here, go check it out on YouTube, and then come back to join our discussion. And at less than 20 minutes per episode, it's not that big of a time demand. For those of you who are watching along with us, we'd love to hear your thoughts. Don't forget to comment about the show on Twitter using the hashtag I'm following Flash. Dave. Hashtag I'm following Flash. Jared. Hashtag I'm following Flash. I feel bad about mine. Enthusiastic. I love it. I love the enthusiasm. <laughs> and really bad. Tonight. I feel really bad about my version. <laughs> Hold on, wait, wait. We, since we have less people, you want to give it another go, Dave? Go for it. Go for it. <gasps> yeah. I'm following Flash. <laughs> Let's <laughs> improve. And with that, let's turn it over to Jared for the episode summary. saw Flash, he was tossing an exploding shovel into the fire pits of King Voltan's floating city of Hawkmen. And the exploding shovel worked well. Too well. The city's flotation system begins to fail as Flash makes his escape, gets captured, and then makes another escape just to get captured again. Seriously, all that happened in like one minute. Meanwhile, Dr. Zarkov makes a deal with King Voltan. Zarkov will use his scientific knowledge to save the city if Voltan will free Flash. The deal is struck and the city is saved. But Ming intervenes and has no intention of freeing Flash, but offers Flash a shot of freedom if Flash beats Ming's masked champion, whose tree trunk legs and brawny paper towel guy build look an awful lot like Prince Baron. Flash defeats Baron and forgives him after receiving the most nonsensical excuse I think I've ever heard. But Ming won't grant Flash his freedom until Flash bests Ming's monstrous champion. And it looks like the unicorn gorilla beast is about to kill Flash in the ring. Will Flash find a way to win? Did Dale go an entire episode without fainting? Seriously. <laughs> Seriously, did anyone not immediately recognize Baron in that mask? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, and uh, with totally, that. I was totally fooled. It's totally fooled. <laughs> <laughs> like, who else has got them freaking 48-inch legs? <laughs> I mean, we've only seen the guy 
like nine episodes. <laughs> <laughs> well, with that, guys, let's go ahead and get into our highs and lows. We will start with our guest, Mr. Old Ben, the Battle Wagon himself. You get to go first. Give me a high or a low. What are you feeling tonight? Well, you kind of stole a little bit of it with Unicorn Gorilla. <laughs> Man, <laughs> what is more frightening than a gorilla? Unicorn, uni- baby. Unicorn horn on it. <laughs> Right, yeah, so, the gorilla's enough. The unicorn horn, like, that's not fair. That's not fair. Like, I mean, I mean, good lord, you had me at gorilla. You just you pushed it over the top with the unicorn. I gotta tell you, man, when Ming first comes strolling in there, and uh, he's like, "Oh, you, how dare you try to shoot me down?" and blah blah blah. And the Hawkman gets like real brassy with him. Mm-hmm, yeah. And then it's like Ming's like, "How dare you do that?" And then Hawkman's like, "We'll just talk about this later." And I'm like. <laughs> Bolton's a smooth operator. Man. I was like, is it a high or a low? I'm going to say it's a low. Because, I mean, he started off so good, but then he just like backpedaled out of it. And then, like, <laughs> but at the same time, Ming's like takes it. And then just as he goes, oh, we'll talk about it, he just goes, okay. Like, I mean, come on, man. You're Ming the merciless, not Ming the negotiator. And come down on this fool, man. Come down on him. It was just him. So Ming kind of saw him was like, well, okay, yeah, we'll talk. I don't know. He yeah, was outnumbered sure. is all I'm saying. Well, you would think the emperor of the whole planet would bring bodyguard or two. I mean, even the universe, Palpatine. Dude, yeah. Yeah. Palpatine had the force and like force lightning and stuff. And he still brought them dudes in the red jackets. You know, come on, bring a few guys. Ming was like, screw you. And Voltan was like, nah, screw you. Yeah. And Ming was like, are you sure? And Voltan was like, nah. And Ming was like, all right. <laughs> talk, talk <it> over. <laughs> well, with that, uh, we'll pass it to Delvin. Do you have a high or a low in your first round, sir? I have a low. I- I'm going to harp on Flash a little bit and not even about his uh, inability to stay free for longer than 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> uh, How many times has he been captured in the last two episodes? <laughs> put it, put it this way: Pat usually has his flash fights. We could now have Flash getting captured. That doesn't have like his catchy of a name, but it's having just about as much as he's fought recently. <laughs> flash fights is freedom. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So the low I have here is I think Flash got a little arrogant. Ming has this unconquerable champion for you to fight. And Flash was kind of like, oh, don't worry. I got this. Oh, do you, Flash? Because it doesn't look like you do. <laughs> Who knows what's going to happen the next episode. But right now, he spent about the last two or three minutes of this episode getting his butt kicked. And it doesn't seem like he picked the smartest strategy in the world to go against Ming's ultimate champion. Doesn't seem too smart to me. It's hard to go hand to hand with a unicorn gorilla. <laughs> hard to do. But I like his confidence. I like it because he was just like, let's go, you know? And but I mean, like, yeah, he went right from the fight with the mass champion into this fight with the ultimate fighter challenger, whoever that guy was. He didn't even ask for a power bar or anything. He just like, I'm ready. <laughs> I mean, take Gatorade. a nap, get a Gatorade, have a power bar, <laughs> you know, something. Something. Uh, you know, but not just bam, right in there. So I feel you, Dale. <laughs> Well, back to you, my friend. Back to you, Dave. What do you got? Ah, let's talk about these Hawkman guards, the guys down in the, uh, this is a low, down in the little shoveling pit or the mm-hmm. furnace. So, you know, we throw the shovel in, everything blows up, everybody starts running away. These guys have got like rifle things. 
they don't fire a shot. They just <laughs> start chasing everybody. And then Flash runs right past like 15 of them, pulls a sword out of one guy's scabbard, and gets right up on Ming. And I'm like, what are you guys doing? Somebody. Somebody. The guards did not fare well in our last Flash episode either. Just, just no, a little effort. I'm just asking for a little effort. You ain't got to win because it's Flash, and we know he's tough. But just a little effort, guys. Just like, so, act like you want to capture Flash. Yeah, I mean, well, uh, uh, maybe, maybe, guys, this is not too political here, but maybe you shouldn't treat people like slaves. <laughs> because maybe they don't have an incentive to really defend you. Oh no, he got that's not political. That's basic oh sense. no, that oh, is no. that is an absolutely outstanding point, and I just concede the floor from there. You're right. <laughs> yeah, yes, it's, it's kind of like paying the cashier at the convenience store seven bucks an hour, and when you go in and complain, she doesn't get excited. She's like, yeah, and. <laughs> <laughs> I just made 20 cent to listen to you. Uh, <laughs> I don't care. So I'm with you. Oh, what else you got? What else you got, Dark Web? There wasn't much going on this episode, so I'm not I'm, I'm not dogpiling because spoiler, I'm not going to rate it too low, but as a low, there wasn't too much that went on. You could almost argue a filler episode, but it wasn't filler because it showed that Ming is putting Flash through his paces, but the whole tournament just kind of seemed silly. There was a lot of it, shots it, it, people just looking. Yeah. <laughs> it was very packed. Yeah. <laughs> and the sword fight itself reminded me of Die Another Day. I'm like, huh. Oh. I was wondering <laughs> hey, why Flash that sword fight was just fine. <laughs> it was not. It was freaking not. Hey, it was almost as long as the sword fight in the Princess Bride. That's all. I mean, not as entertaining, but it was almost that long. And I was like, man, is this going to ever end? Like, and why was the Flash choosing his left hand? He was doing that, like, yeah, on God. Yeah, the very fencing yeah, thing. Yeah. Maybe yeah. he's French. You know, those French, you know, they they do that thing. I know old Ben pays attention to the tech specs, but did you guys notice, too, that at one point, like, they fought for a while, then it cut to the people with the shock faces, and they went back yeah. and they played the exact same footage exact of, same the, of the fight the fight they just showed us. Yep, yep. It was, like, they just cut it back in there to make it longer. <laughs> and like, I'm like, this seems a little like the same stuff we've seen before. I appreciate, uh, I think it's where Delma was going to, I appreciate the fact they gave us a, a good, large action beat, but I think they, they pushed it too far. Yeah. They should, oh, they yeah. Should, I agree. They should have done something. I mean, at least, so Flash gets thrown over on the floor, loses his sword. He doesn't lose. He's still in the fight. Mm -hmm. He pushes the guy to his knee, takes off his mask, fight's over. Like, <laughs> What? <laughs> I mean, why is the fight over now? That's a good Listen, point. I might be taking one of you guys' highs and lows, and I'm going to go through one more time, start with you today, but I got to address this. So he, like you said, he unmasks him, and he's like, Baron, what's up? Baron's like, I did it because I love Aura, and I Thank thought you. you might kill me, and that'd be fine, or I could just wound you enough. And I'm like, this, what? This <laughs> Well, no, I, I got that. Let me explain. I got okay, it. Okay, please do, because I was like, this is the flimsiest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I'm sure that the prince knows that Aura has a thing for Flash. Right. Okay. Aura, Aura would probably literally consume Flash if she could. <laughs> and so he, he knows that. And so he's saying, look, either I could force her to be mine, or if she can't be mine, then I'd rather be dead. That's what he was saying. Yeah. Oh, oh, see, I wish they would have said it that way. Because I was okay, just like, so oh. I get that. But if you'll remember what he said, he goes, 
please forgive me. I was forced into this. No, you didn't. That's a damn lie. (laughs) You did it because you wanted to. And then if you roll it back to where Ming gives him the like the ultimatum, Baron says, and I quote, anybody who gets into this fight has that same agreement. So he was setting it up there. He asked to be into it. He wasn't forced. Mm -hmm. You you suck as a fighter and you lied. Get the tree trunk legs. Oh man, <laughs> he wasn't forced per se, but he was forced by love. Come on, guys! Uh, he had to do the romantic thing. He, he uh, had to do it because that was the only way he saw that he could get aura. Yeah, I'll so buy it. He, I will buy it. I'll, I'll buy that. I'll buy that. I'll he buy basically out aura aura here because aura is the one that's been doing the crazy stuff. True. To go and, and get her man Flash, and he was like, "Well, you know what, Flash? I was just going to kill you a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> just wanted to little. hurt you bad enough to satisfy me. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I would. I would have nicked an artery, and then like, like we would have fixed it. But we again, got some electricity for that. Again, it's Ming the merciless, not Ming the hurt him a little bit. Just throwing that out there. Just throwing that out there. I can accept Delvin's I can accept Delvin's explanation. I just wish that Baron had explained it as well, because I'm like, he sounded like that kid who was making excuses for his homework, and, and the story <laughs> wasn't coming together. Well, I like, dropped it in the mud puddle, but I was in the house, but there was a puddle in the house, and like, what are you talking about? It's kind of like, like that scene from the Blues Brothers where... Um, Carrie Fisher finally gets <laughs> a drop yeah. on him. And he just starts going off and he's like, it was an earthquake, a terrible flood. <laughs> I ran out of gas. Locust. Locust. Oh, Jake. <laughs> oh, I appreciate you, guys, appreciate you guys entertaining me on that. And we, and we got another round to go and it goes to uh, back to Dave. I think. Okay, this is not a high or low. This is a legitimate concern. And if anybody was watching, they could see the concern in my eyes here. I I, I see it. Okay. So I really got, I'm really concerned. So Zarkov has fixed it where they don't have to shovel those furnaces anymore. Right. Mm -hmm. What's those poor whip guys going to do, man? I mean, they live to whip. They they whip it good. What they get? They whip it good. What are they going to do now that that's over? You know, stand around and watch Flash run away. Is there, un- is there unemployment insurance? So, I mean, is there some kind of safety net for these guys? Because I don't think you know that, Dave, that's a problem we face in society. You know, you got technology and it, it's just putting human beings out of business and stuff. And it, it works across right. the universe that way, apparently. Devin, you're absolutely <laughs> right. guys got to learn to code. This whole episode. This whole episode. <laughs> This whole episode is is like a uh, a love letter to the loss of a poor man's wages. I mean, that's exactly what it yeah. is. We're going deep on yeah. that Certainly, man. I just feel bad for those guys. Delvin, can oh. you bring us back with a D's nuts joke? Or something? <laughs> <laughs> let, let's see. Uh, let me try and think of some sort of joke real quick. Because, I mean, we've covered most of the episode at this point. There wasn't a ton to it. No, it was a no, lot of no, fighting, no. either fighting the masked mystery man that was obviously Prince Baron or fighting the gorilla with the unicorn horn. Dave, did you have a pants update that you wanted to give us? All I can tell you, sir, is that when he walked out of that room and he was fully clothed, I mean, head all the way to feet and he mm-hmm. had those pants on, mm-hmm. I knew there was no stopping him. And that's why I'm not worried about episode nine. I know okay. for a fact he's going to come out on top. Like battle pants? He's got battle pants? Is that what you're telling? Like the Punisher has a battle <laughs> 
man. <laughs> yeah, almost said it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> ass battle pants. All right. Any more burning highs or lows, fellas? I'm all out. I'm good, man. I, that was all of it. All right. Then we'll get to the fun facts with Jared, and yeah, away we go. Early film fan historians have claimed that the actor Lon Poff, who played the first of Ming's two high priests, those of you who pay really close attention will notice he has a high priest with him in the early episodes, and then the high priest in the later episodes is not the same actor. So these historians hmm. have claimed that Lon Poff, who, who played the first of the two high priests, died shortly after production began. And so he was replaced by Theodore Lorch, which, in fact, is not true. Only Poff's character died. They filmed a scene where basically Ming got pretty mad about Flash escaping, and he took it out on poor Lon Poff's character and killed him. Poor guy. But then they cut that scene from the final print, so the high priest just changes, and you don't know why. But basically, Ming had a, had a rage kill that. They needed to show that. Yeah, they did. It would made his character more menacing. Yeah, it would. Because right now, Ming comes across as kind of doddering old crone and not dangerous at all to me. He's not really merciless. I'm just going to keep milking that cow. (laughs) Not merciless. So, yeah, that's that's an interesting fact. In fact, the dude Poff did not actually pass away until 1952. All right, now we're getting to my favorite fun fact. And this one might just be for me. The guy in the gorilla unicorn suit is a dude named Crash Corrigan. And Crash Corrigan starred in a lot of serials in his own right. And this dude played as an ape or a monkey or a gorilla with a unicorn horn over 20-something times in serials. But not only that, but he had his own serial, which was called The Undersea Kingdom. And if you love Mystery Science Theater like I love Mystery Science Theater, they've done several episodes of Mystery Science Theater where they did some Undersea Kingdom shorts before the actual film. So I knew Crash Gorgon when I saw his name on the credits. I was like, oh, my gosh, a dude from Undersea Kingdom. And I was so happy. And that only means something to me. Cool. This well, is well, I'll be a monkey's uncle, Jared. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you'd cook up a joke eventually. There you go. <laughs> Basically, this has been Fun Facts with Jared, specifically for Jared. So I hope everybody enjoyed that. But he seriously did play like Man Ape and every variation of Ape really you could imagine and at least 24 different appearances. That was his thing. You know what? If you have a thing and they're paying you for it, you kind of keep doing it, right? <laughs> That's right. When he showed up to parties, though, did he go, hey, I'm Crash Corgan, which is an awesome name, by the way. It is. It is. Yeah. I'm a stunt man. Or did he yeah. go, did you see that Flash Gordon? I'm a gorilla. <laughs> I mean, you know, <laughs> I mean, he does like this. Remember me now? Remember me now? <laughs> he apparently loved it. Like, he did that for like over 20 something years of different gorilla and ape appearances. But like I said, he is the star of his own series, Undersea Kingdom, which is very much like Flash Gordon, very much. And he's a handsome guy. He's built like Flash Gordon. He, he's athletic, but <laughs> dude got in a monkey suit a lot. Hey, hey whatever <laughs> pays the bills, man. Yep. There you go. And with that, guys, it's time to get into our ray gun ratings. Pew, 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 pew. We are perfectly safe now with our ray guns, which has somehow been turned into vape pens. I don't understand it but we've each got five of these ray guns that's sitting out in front of us and we can give up to five to this episode depending on how much we liked it five ray guns means you loved it four means you thought it was very good and three was like it's good and two was like nah, it's just okay and one i did not like it dave what do you think man how many ray guns are you gonna give i didn't hate it i'm gonna have to go three uh, for two reasons one it was a lot of repeats mm-hmm. you know, scenes, a lot of the same guy I was like oh oh oh, oh shock face not enough, yeah not enough aura just not enough for her. Never enough for her. <laughs> um, 
I would have gone a two, but Dale never passed out in this one. She never <laughs> fainted. So it's a three, it's a three for me. Great for three. Dave. Delvin. I'm with Dave. I give it a three as well. It was good. Not that very good. Uh, I, I need to see a little bit more story. And you could argue that this entire episode was filler, but I think it advanced it somewhat. I was entertained. So I'll keep it at three. You know what? I'm going to round us out three for three, guys. I wanted to give it a four because I was like, oh, you know, we get the fight with Baron and we get the fight with the, you know, unicorn gorilla dude. That's awesome. But I, like we've said before, and old Ben just hit on, it was too padded. It was too, the fights were too padded it, with, with an athlete like Flash Gordon and an athlete like Crash Corrigan and the like Crash suit, Corrigan, they, yeah. they could have done so much more. And yeah. made it more creative and more fun to watch. But I think we were already burned yeah. out from the first fight with Prince Baron. So it was like, yeah. And I tell you, episode seven, like I really like that one. So I was kind of hoping it would kind of build up a little more. But I thought seven was really good. Nobody asked me, but I would give that one a four. But anyway, <laughs> they try to get appearances on all the shows. I'm saying, <laughs> oh, I'm here. Let me tell you about episode nine. <laughs> Well, now she asked me, Jared. <laughs> Let me get my fun facts back out. <laughs> well, before he gets his fun facts back out, let's go to the Mongo mailbag. We are thrilled to kick off these comments with special shout outs to our Crusaders Club members. These are the fine folks that have joined our crusade. They enjoy discounts from my online store, theyardsaleartist.bigcartel.com. Buy something. They get early access to special long box episodes, voting on show content. You can watch these as we record them live on YouTube. We make a lot of stuff available to you for as little as a dollar a month. But let's check in on some of these folks who have been supporting us. Thank you for being a friend. Gerald Green. I, the collector. Joe Thomas. Angelica Wolf. Bill from the Bat Pod. Blast it or stash it. Braxton Underwood. Reggie Hancock. Ronald Went. Samantha Maney. Sean Urbanski? Urbanski. Urbanski. <laughs> we'll just keep your first take. Go ahead, Delvin. Steve Cronin. Ryan Daly. Bob Buster. David Capoon. Dave Collins. <laughs> bat, 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 Crazy old man. Gene Hendricks. Ivor Evans. Jeremy L. John and Maggie. He knows who he did. Hi Maggie. Hi, Maggie. Jose Poyo. Maxwell Traver. Miranda W. Paul Hicks. Rick from Jeff and Rick Present. Ross Michaud. Tim Price. And bring it home as the Toronto cop. If we missed anyone on our list, we apologize. Please keep in mind that we record these episodes well in advance of release. So if you're a recent addition, don't worry about it. We'll add you soon. But uh, if we keep missing you or something, just let us know via an email to longboxcrusade.com. We'll get it straightened out. Now, you might be asking yourself, this whole Crusader Club thing sounds awesome. How do I become a member? Hey, hey, Jared. Yes. How do I become a member? How do I become a member? Oh, wait. I am a member. You already are, right? (laughs) So I need to know, how do I become a member? And neither one of you are asking for anybody else? No. Jason hasn't called me. Okay, good. Then, okay, this is pretty easy. For as little as a dollar a month, you just head on over to patreon.com and search for Longbox Crusade. You get access to the Amazing World of Crusaders Club, so you should come check it out. 
Now, if you don't have any extra scratch laying around, but you still want to help us out here at Longbox Crusade headquarters, because I know that you do, please take a minute to write a review for us on iTunes for this podcast. If you want to keep it short with star ratings, that's cool. We just want to get the word out about all of our shows on the Longbox Crusade umbrella. So if you'd help us out by doing an iTunes review, we would appreciate it. And we'll probably read it and share it on an upcoming show. And with that, let's get into our shares, likes, and retweets. I'll kick it off with one of the best podcasts in the business action film face off. <laughs> just like the bear. bear. <laughs> I just said that. <laughs> we keep leaving our wallet with this guy, Al Sedano. Gotta get it. Gas, gas, kid. Alfonso Montano Alonso. Bradford William. Chris at VTO and Bat Books. Let it it's a show now it's a show class 1000 a marvel superheroes live rpg clinton robinson down in the basement and his other podcast coffee and comics ed phillips fan film fridays podcast gene hendrix green lantern hg al jordan heeks ivan chudley joe ruiz Joseph V. Comperchio. Relatively geeky. Rick Heineken. Robert Myers. Ruth Sutherland. Ryan Daly. Tardis Ryder. Tim Price. Come on down. Toon Priest. Hot Crasher. That's Tim Price. Yeah, I think it is. I think he snuck in there. Oh, 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 man. I get all the good ones. Jared. <laughs> Give me a beat. No packing like the unpacking power of the power pack party. Unpacking power of the power pack power don't stop. Woo! Woo! That's gonna be the tightest one we've ever done, son. That was outstanding. I didn't do anything, but I'm just proud to be a part of that. I saw you waving the hands in the air. Oh, dude, that was uh, just like yeah, a just like you care. Just care. <laughs> he likes fish, grits, all that pimp. <laughs> <laughs> Let's finish this up. And last but not least, Wendy Friedman. All right. Now we're going to just go into the actual mailbag itself and we we'll cherry pick ourselves a comment. Let me find what I like here, boys. I, I think this might be a first time commenter. It's from Smooth Up Inya at It's Not Me. I really like listening to Pat. He is so funny. <laughs> okay. So there's no possible way that could be Pat. I just, I'm just going to go out on a limb here and call bullcrap on that. Yeah, I'm with you. I think he, uh, he's in charge of this portion of the script. And Pat, I just want to be very clear that we see what you did and we do not like it. <laughs> I mean, I think somebody's got to put his torch out and vote him off the island. I'm just, <laughs> I mean, I give him clever points. I give him clever points, but I, I like mean, it a little, a little your, bit. But your guys, use guys, listening audience that expects nothing but the best and complete integrity. I have, mm-hmm. to, I have to question the integrity of this move. I have to question your <laughs> classification of our audience. <laughs> hey, I'm a part of that audience. And I know we are an upscale bunch. All right, I'll, I'm going to tell Pat this. I actually believe the smooth up in your part until I got to at it's not me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, somebody named Smooth Up Inya. They like our show so much. Ah, dang it. That's good. <laughs> smooth, smooth Up Inya at It's Definitely Not Pat Sampson. <laughs> not Pat. <laughs> well, I guess I burned mine. Delvin, go ahead and pick one. <laughs> okay, I will go with one more heartwarming here. Uh, and it's from Unpacking 
the horror of the power pack since we're in October times. And uh, Jeff and Rick present says, I forgot about half of the jokes we dropped during this recording, but I do remember that I was smiling for a long while after we were done. Thanks for having me on, guys. Always fun to have Jeff on. He always has a smile on his face and he always blends with us well and drops some really funny jokes too. So, but that wasn't Jeff. Him on. That was Rick. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Well, in that case, Rick's an ass. <laughs> oh my gosh. Dave, save us. Find a comment. Something good. Hey, quick note here. We had a little technical difficulty and Dave dropped off, so he might sound a little different, but he is back on to read his comment. Go ahead, Dave. Uh, mine is from Bradford Williams. It is, I can't wait to hear this show. Well, I can't wait to hear it either because I don't know what was said. <laughs> <laughs> we all can't wait to hear it, Brad. I just wanted to read this one from uh, GLHG because he said, finally, Weasel Skull, you have to worry because Delvin came out swinging for the title. I got to give him the trophy for his, I'm a peacock, let me fly. Woo! Day for me! Hooray! Hooray! I want a Hallie! Woo-hoo. See, I went back and listened to that episode. You said, oh, Peacock, you're a fly. And then I sold the joke with an, uh-uh! And I got no credit for selling the joke with Peacock noise. Well, I mean. I want part of that Hallie. The way that I remember it, I said, I'm a Peacock. And then I immediately followed it up with a, ah, ah. I, I, didn't, I, I don't remember you saying it at all. I see how this is going to be. I see I'm how this. Go, I'm just going to go ahead and tell both of y'all I wouldn't be fighting over that joke. <laughs> just Let me saying. tell you something. We fight over every joke. <laughs> Especially if it wins a Hallie. All right, that's it for this episode of Saturday Matinee Theater. If you'd like to hear more from us in the realm of comic books, action films, and more, check out The Longbox Crusade, which can be found on iTunes, Google Play, and most podcatchers at www.longboxcrusade.com. We're on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Longbox Crusade. If you want to hear us on our trek through all the James Bond films, and we're almost done, check out On Her Majesty's Secret Podcast. Jared, where can they find that? Well, you thought you had a skeleton crew tonight, didn't you? (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I'm not here to ruin your playtime with the little lads. I, uh, I'm here to pick up. I need, uh, I need six pairs of pants. Uh, who's doing the business on the pants? We can fix that up. Oh, okay. Uh, can I pay for them with crack cocaine? <laughs> I typically prefer meth, but yeah, okay. <laughs> We can do a deal, lad. Back to you. Uh, thanks, Sean. You can find Honor Majesty's Secret Podcast at iTunes, Google Play, and most podcatchers. You can go directly to www.secretpodcast.podbean.com, or you can chat with us at OHMS Pod on Twitter. Back to you, Delvin. And if you like to hear us online, you can find me at DEE underscore RAY 1977. What about you, Jared? I am at Yard Sale Artist. That is Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. It is all at Yard Sale Artist. And what about you, Dave? If anybody would like to try to get a hold to me when I'm not doing all my various import-export shenanigans with Pat, I am at OldBen1 on Twitter. Pat a wagon on the screen. <laughs> uh, uh, um, you guys can find about that later. And <laughs> there's if you a want fuzzy inter- connection there. I, I, didn't, I didn't hear what he said. So. Don't worry. You didn't miss anything. And if you want to interact with us with live chat and be entered to win some free stuff on our live raffles, join us for our next episode of Doing It Live Stream over on YouTube. We do them on the second Sunday of every month, and we always start at 3.30 p.m. Central Time. You can get signed up for that by looking up Longbox Crusade on YouTube. 
please subscribe to our channel and click the bell so you'll get reminder notifications for when we go live. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Saturday Matinee Theater. We'll see you next episode as we return to our coverage of the 1954 Sherlock Holmes TV series for The Case of the Baker Street Nursemaids. The meetup location, 221B Baker Street. 